Dun 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 dun. Hey guys, this is Andrew. Welcome to the Nerd Rat Podcast. I'm trying some new recording equipment today, so if the recording's bad, I'm not gonna post this. So I don't know why I'm telling you this. Uh, if I don't post it, you guys, it's not gonna matter. If I do post it, that means that this sounded good. So uh, it's irrelevant to you guys whether or not this this conversation. But uh, I guess if you're hearing this, it sounds good. So I'm glad it sounds good. Great. That's that's just a win right there. Um, so I haven't been posting a lot lately. Uh, been having some uh, illness issues that made it hurt to talk, and I think that we're just barely now getting it figured out. Like my voice hasn't completely come back yet, and it's still not extremely easy to talk. But I'm powering through. I, I did the Godzilla one. I did a review for Godzilla. And for some reason, it never uploaded. I thought it did. And I guess I just forgot to check and confirm that it, if it did and uh, it didn't. So, uh, sorry about that. I like Godzilla King of Monsters, essentially, is my review. I understand that a lot of people didn't because the human aspect wasn't very good. But wasn't that like the problem with the first one was that there was too much humans or like too much... BS with the humans and not enough monster fighting, which I, by the way, I very much liked, uh, Gareth Edwards, um, Godzilla, but this one, I think I like more just because it's exactly what I wanted out of a Godzilla movie, which was badass monster fights, Mantra kicking ass, Rodan kicking ass, King Ghidorah kicking ass, and especially Godzilla kicking ass. That's all I want from a Godzilla movie. I've loved Godzilla since I was a kid, and I'm not going to judge it on the same scale that I'm going to judge a a movie like Citizen Kane. I'm just not. Like, Citizen Kane, I'll be like, that's an amazing movie, but the monster fights weren't very good. Like, you you don't judge it like that. So I don't know why you would judge Godzilla on its secondary characters not being all that... I mean, like, I thought they were fine. There were a lot of things. Like, on second watching of Godzilla, King of Monsters, there were a lot, a lot of things that I was, uh... They were more glaring on second viewing. Um... If she said... She said that she wanted her daughter to be safe, right? And there are, like, a few, like, hints that... Oh, okay, spoiler alert. Um, for people that haven't seen it. And not a lot of people saw it, so that's unfortunate. You guys should have saw it. But... There were a lot of, like, details, like, like a few little hints that she was working with the enemy beforehand. Like, she sent her friend. She's like, well, why don't you go go to sleep? And he's, like, obviously not going to go to sleep because Mothra is waking up. But she knows that they're about to get attacked, so she's trying to save her friend's life. But, like, all she does is, why don't you get some sleep? Like, it makes me dislike her character more. And they make her character out to be a sympathetic character that, like, has a bit of a redemption arc. And I felt like, why are you trying to redeem, like, an arguably evil character? Uh, She didn't kill any characters that we liked, and that was, like, the only reason we felt like she deserved redemption. But that guy at the beginning, he was friends with her daughter. Like, he was a friend of the family. And she got him killed. And, like, obviously, a bunch of other people that she worked with, she got killed. Like, they could have done that without killing anybody because they didn't even want Mothra. 
They just wanted to release Mothra. They could have, e- she could have easily have released Mothra and given them the equipment without murdering her friends. Like it, w- it was, like now knowing that, I'm like, yeah, that whole storyline was dumb. Also, why would you bring your daughter along when you're hanging with a bunch of eco terrorists? You wouldn't. Also, like, the eco-terrorists all seem like higher thugs. Like, none of them really seem, like, dedicated to the cause. Where that's not really what you would get with eco-terrorists. Uh, I like uh, Michael... I, I don't know how he says his last name, but, like, I really like uh, the director. He directed uh, Trick or Treat, which is one of my favorites. Um, I very much like him as a director. And I think that uh, the monster fights were some of my favorite monster fights ever and I think that that's gonna go down as one of my favorite Godzilla movies just for the awesome monster fights there was little outside like the human drama wasn't that bad I thought Kyle Chandler gave a good report I thought all the performances were good to adequate I thought um, I thought Millie Bobby Brown actually did pretty good um it was interesting seeing her play a real human after seeing her play Eleven for years. So I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of, uh, you know, seeing her talk like a person, not like... Because I, I, I like her performance at Eleven. We're actually going to talk about Stranger Things here in a second. But that's going to be in the second segment, so you guys can fast forward through this if you guys want to, but yeah. I liked King of Monsters. It's a little unfortunate that the reviews were bad, but I understand why the reviews were bad. Uh, I think that some of them were a little unfair, but I understand why the reviews were less than flattering for King of Monsters. Um, But I think that if you're a fan of monster movies, that is probably the best monster fight I've seen ever. Uh, Ghidorah and Godzilla going at it at the end is easily the best monster fight I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I, I give that aspect of the movie five stars, and then I give, I give the, everything else a solid C. Like, it wasn't so bad that it ruined the movie, but it wasn't so good that it made up for, um, other weaknesses. So, yeah. Um, all the performances were fine. So, yeah, it, it was fine on that pass part, but it was amazing on the other part. So, I, that's my review. Um, what else? I think I think that's it for the Godzilla stuff. Uh, there's nothing else specifically about Godzilla that I want to talk about. I just, I'm glad that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was already more or less done filming. So, we're going to see that regardless, like... Because they already spent all the money on that. I'm very. I'm hoping that they don't <coughs> scrimp if they have to do reshoots or they scrimp on the special effects because they think it's not going to make enough money. I hope they just go all in on it. Because Kong and Godzilla both made good money. Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters made good money if you include the overseas stuff. Uh, it definitely made back more than its budget. And I don't know what they got out of toy sales and stuff like that. I know I bought stuff because I got hyped for it. Um, do they even have toy? 
Like, I think that they get a percentage of the toy sales, but I don't know if uh, Godzilla's home company gets... I don't know exactly what that deal is for that, so I don't even know if they get anything out of that. But, um... I don't know. I thought it was. I thought. I, I thought it was legit. Uh, that's all I want to talk about on that. So see you in the next segment. We'll talk about Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerd Rat um, Podcast. I don't know if I'm going to do this in two segments or not, or two episodes. But Stranger Things, season three. Uh, if you guys liked it, great. If you guys didn't like it, uh, I mean, like it's still Stranger Things, like. But I get it. Uh, I'm going to do some spoilers. So uh, my review, uh, generally my rating is uh, four stars. Four out of five stars. I guess take with that what you give. I thought it was pretty scattered. Um, But, you know, you still love all the characters. So you kind of give it the benefit of the doubt. Even though... It definitely wasn't the strongest season or even the second strongest season. But you love the cast and you love the characters enough that you... I'm going to let it slide. That it wasn't great. But yeah, four... mm, Yeah, four stars. Four to five stars. Um, Gets a passing grade. A solid B. But uh, now for the spoilers stuff. Uh... It was slow to get started. Um, I felt like there were a bunch of characters that their storyline... Like, I understand that they were all investigating three separate aspects of the same thing. But, what was the point of the kids figuring out where the base was when that Alexi guy told them where the base was? And that was the whole part of uh, Dustin's storyline was figuring out that code and finding the base. Um, and then they they caught the Russian dude that basically told them the same thing. Like, the Duffer Brothers, I think, are better than that season turned out to be. Um, because season one and two were so great in that there were so many setups and brilliant payoffs. Uh, there were even things that were set up in season one they got paid off perfectly in season two, where I didn't feel like that same. That I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that same completion to a lot of the stuff in there. Like, um, when did Billy and Max become like like each other? Like, I feel like that should. I get that it's entirely possible that their relationship was way more complicated than what we got to see. But when, but I really wish, like, they just showed us and, like, show don't tell. Show us that there's something more to their brother-sister relationship than, uh, you know, abusive dad, uh, pushover mom, rebellious teenagers, one's more abusive than the other, uh, possibly racist, like, Maybe see Billy reacting to uh, Max's uh, relationship more. Have something where I buy that Billy did care about Max at least a little bit. For and like then then that uh, then Billy's death is more effective because Bob's death was extremely effective. 
Barb's death was effective. And quite frankly, the only real effective death, because I don't think, I don't think Hopper's dead. You know, spoiler and shit, but I already told you guys. I don't think Hopper's dead. He's either the American locked up or he's in the upside down because he's like, well, you know, I got a shot if I jump in the upside down. But he gained a lot of weight, so I don't know if he was able to make it through that tiny little hole. Uh, and other fat jokes. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Hopper's dead. Um, but Bob dying was extremely effective. Barb dying was extremely effective. Uh, Will dying, even though Will wasn't actually dead, was extremely, extremely effective. So, um... Remember in season one, I actually went back and started watching season one, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, like, I don't know, it's heads and tails better than season three. Season two, I thought, picked up the torch. Uh, some of the kids got so much, so much older that it almost looks like they're played by different actors. I'm talking specifically about Mike. Um, but I also think that Mike might be the most talented in the entire crew. I think they're all the kids are talented. Uh, I think all of them are very talented, but I think Mike might be the, a level above everybody else. Uh, Mike and Max, I would say, might be the two best. Sorry, guys, there's a really cool plane flying ahead of, above me. Like a private jet. Some billionaire owns that. Anyway... That's neither here nor there. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think Mike's performance was really, really good. It's just that he looks like a different actor. It looked like... Like, you know how, like, sometimes in, like, sometimes, like, in shows where they randomly replace an actor and you don't know until, like, the show airs and you're like, who the fuck? Like, they have to say the, the character's name. That's almost what it was like, even though I, I knew it was Mike, but... Finn Wolfhart. He had the most drastic change. Everybody else, more or less, still looks like the same person. Just, you know, a little bit bigger and older. Um, what else? But yeah, I, I felt like uh, that Billy Maxine would have been way more effective if they, if they uh, had like a scene earlier on that showed that they did have some affection for each other. Um, and not that they just hated each other and, like, it was just a pure abusive relationship. Um, maybe, like, something where he's just shown to look out, be looking out for her. Or, like, he takes the fall for her getting in trouble or something like that. Like, just something small early on. Because they wasted a lot of time on new characters that I felt like they didn't need to. Um... What else? I, uh... Yeah, no, I felt like Hopper and, uh... Winona Ryder, Miss Byers... I felt like their storyline... Was useless. I felt like they could have done something better. And also, I felt like Hopper was, like... Too goofy. Like, did anybody else feel like that? Like, Hopper was, like, a lot goofier in this season than he was in season one. Like, season one, he felt like he had, like, a legit edge to him, or this one, like, he felt just kind of dumb and goofy. I don't know. Um, I 
what else? Oh, yeah. Um, back to the Billy and Maxine, because, like, I think that that's where... I think that's, like, the most important through line to the season, where it's the difference between it being okay and it being at least really good, or good, which was that, like, they should have set up that San- Max and uh, Billy had a, had a slightly different relationship than what we've initially saw, and also, he should have saved Max, not Eleven, or Max and Eleven. Like, maybe giving her a look or something before he jumped jumped in front of the Mind Flayer monster, whatever nasty thing. The, that thing's going to be just pure bacteria soon. But, um, like, when he, like, he said, like, maybe if they just had it to where Max ran over there to get in front of Eleven to protect Eleven... Because obviously Eleven was indisposed a little bit. And, you know, they tripped or Eleven fell and Max, like, went over to shield her. And then that's when Billy jumped in. That would have made that entire thing more effective. And I feel like the Duffers should have known that. Because the Duffers are really good at setting up shit. But they didn't set that up. And that seems like maybe the most important thing to set up. Um, The never-ending story thing was so great. That it made up for... What other, whether what otherwise would have been, just all right. Like the looks on people's face later on, them clowning poor Dusty Bun. Everything about that was perfect. It was a high stakes situation, and then the most useless, ridiculous thing ever happened. I really like that. Uh, in fact, I I go back and watch that scene just because I think it's I think it was just great. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I feel like maybe they added too many characters. Even though I like all the new characters that they added, I feel like they added just too many. And now, and now, like, those are storylines that are going to need, like, arcs and plots for next season, and it's going to scatter the plot even more than it was this season. And I felt like the plot was too scattered this season. Um, I feel like they should have done more with the Flayed as well. Because, like, they're talking about the Flayed, which, by the way, is an awesome name for the zombie-type creatures, the body-snatcher zombie-type creatures. And they should have done more with them. They, Like, the Flayed should have been, like, a legitimate threat that they were running from. So it was, like, running from zombies or, you know, uh, aliens controlling things. And then have them turn into the giant monster towards the end. Like, essentially do it like a Power Rangers episode. Like, they're all fighting the small monster together. They can't win. And then they're like, oh, well, let's let's go in the Zords. And uh, that thing transforms into something bigger. You know, obviously not Zords, but, you know, just something like that, I think, would have worked better. Um, yeah, that, that's my, my only thing, is, like, I felt like there were a there were quite a few missed opportunities and that's it so I again I give it like 4 stars solid 80 80% solid B but like imagine if like that was the first season except for like obviously there wouldn't be there'd be character introductions or whatever if it was actually the first season you know obviously it would be different but imagine if that was the first season of that show 
Um, other than, like, the special effects and the kind of cool story and the cool cast, like, that wouldn't have... You wouldn't have liked it that much just because it wasn't a coherent storyline. Like, Stranger Things Season 1 and, to a slightly lesser extent, Season 2 were very coherent storylines where this one just wasn't. A lot of people are saying that they like Season 3 more than they like Season 2. I don't know why. Season 2, I thought, was pretty, pretty good. But, yeah. It, it introduced a cooler monster. Um, there was better better mythology. Like, I legitimately was worried about what the monster was doing and thinking the whole time season, in Season 2. Season 1, the monster was so mysterious that it was something that legitimately was like, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I, I feel like the Demogorgon in Season 1 felt like more of a threat than the Mind Flayer in Season 3. And the Mind Flayer in Season 3 should be the big boss. Like, the Demogorgon was just popping out anywhere. Where it seems like the Mind Flayer needs us to open the door. And for some reason, like, I don't know. They're now watching Season 1, you're like, wow, how... Like, the thing seems a lot stronger in Season 1 than that. But anyway, um, we're at 13 minutes, so I'll just add this segment in the next one. Uh, thank you guys for watching Nerd Rat. Uh, bye.